Hi, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I am here to try my very hardest to explain what is going on in the wild, wide world of teenagers. So this week, starting off, I will be discussing something that I am done with. What I am done with this week is the new Instagram update, because I just found out about it, like, a few hours ago, and I am frustrated. For those of you who don't know, Instagram used to show you posts by chronological order. So the newest one was what showed up on your feed first, and the oldest one was what showed up last. But now they've changed it, so the ones they think you'll like most show up first. And in order to actually see someone's posts and know that they've posted something, you have to ask for notifications every time they post something. I am frustrated by this. I solely work off of my Finsta, and for those of you who don't know what a Finsta is, I explained in another episode, it is an Instagram account that you have that's private, and you post maybe funny pictures, maybe ugly pictures, maybe personal stories, and only your closest friends are allowed to see what's on it. So it's very private and has a pretty low number of followers. So I basically only use my Finsta, and I only follow things where I really want to see what they've posted. I don't follow anything only because I know they'll follow me back. And to delve a little bit deeper into what I mean, we'll take a little um, detour from the update and discuss Instagram politics. Apparently, because I only use a Finsta, not a regular Instagram, people follow other people on Instagram in order for them to follow back. So maybe I would follow my friend and my friend would follow me back because we both want to get a higher follower count. In addition, there's a ratio, the ratio of how many people do you follow versus how many people follow you. And if you follow more people than follow you, that, I guess, looks embarrassing, apparently, because it looks like they're only following you because you follow them, not because they want to follow you. I don't personally care about any of it. Maybe I would if I had an actual Instagram where I really cared what I posted. But because I only have a Finsta, I'll follow whatever I want and I don't care because everyone knows that only my closest friends get to follow the Finsta. So I was talking to my boyfriend. I realized I never mentioned that I got a new boyfriend, which I did two months ago, actually. Um, Those of you who have listened from the beginning will know that I used to go out with somebody else for a year and a half. And then a few months ago, I think back in November or December, we broke up. I had a little time. And two months ago, I got a new boyfriend. So there we go. His name is Nick. I was talking to him and he's a total dork about the whole Instagram thing. I was like, why on earth are you following these random people that you don't know? And he said, because they'll follow me back. And I guess that's how everyone thinks about it. So, all right. It turns out lots of people are following people whose photos they don't even really like seeing. They don't know the person, but it's just because they know that they'll gain a follower if they follow this person. It honestly all sounds ridiculous to me. I told one of my friends to follow an account that I thought was funny, and they said no because it'll change my ratio of followers to following, and it'll be embarrassing. And I was like, by one following, that will change your whole whole social appearance and everything, but who knows? I guess it's important. <laughs> So there, those are the Instagram politics, and so I suppose if you go by those and you care about numbers and you don't really care whose stuff you see and you don't actually know all of the people that you're following, someone said they didn't know like 90% of the people that they follow, then I suppose the Instagram update doesn't really bother you because it means you can turn on notifications so that you only see the posts of the people you really care about seeing and all the people who you only follow because they'll follow you, go away. But for me, someone with a Finsta, where I only follow people whose pictures I really want to see, that includes 
dog pictures or funny accounts with memes on them. Vince does. Anything I want, I follow. So I would follow hundreds of accounts and it doesn't matter to me because I don't care about my ratio. I'm frustrated because I'm like, well, I want to see all of the posts. I believe the way Instagram's doing it is that if there's an account where you like almost all of their photos and you comment a lot or you tag them a lot, then they'll put that first because they assume you have a good relationship with that account or you like it a lot. So they assume you want to see more of it. But for me, because I like all the accounts I follow, I'm like, well, I want to see them all. So I don't really know how to deal with that. Do I use notifications or what? But there you have it. Those are two things within the Instagram world that I find kind of confusing and frustrating, but I suppose if I had a real Instagram and not just a Finsta, I would understand. So instead of something that stresses me out this week, I will be talking about something I'm done with. So a double done with, and I guess the done with would be stressful if I didn't have a boyfriend. So what I am over is high expectations for parties. Several things can come out of parties when you're in high school, whether you're a freshman, whether you're a senior, whatever. People expect to hook up with someone, and I know that means different things for different people. My parents always ask me what it means, and it can mean anything. It could mean making out with someone, or it could mean anything more than that. But whatever it is, it happens at parties inevitably. And another thing is not being sober. Whether it's like smoking weed or drinking, people usually expect not to be sober. And I found that people don't feel like their party was worth their time if one of those things doesn't happen to them. If they go to a party expecting to hook up with someone, whether it's someone they know or a stranger, they'll think of it as a waste of time if they didn't get anything like that out of the party. Or if they go and they stay sober the whole time, then it's a waste. And I guess because I have a boyfriend, first I had a boyfriend for a year and a half, and now I've had a boyfriend for two months, I most of my high school experience has been not going to a party wondering oh, am I going to get with someone? But then again, I did have a few months in between where I understood and I was more in the loop with that. Um, and it's it can be really hurtful to people who maybe they've had a crush on someone and they find out that their friend, that that person hooked up with someone or hooked up with one of their friends, or maybe they thought that they were exclusively hooking up with someone and it turns out that that person didn't wasn't on the same page with them about it. So really, these things can be stressful. And when you add the layer of lack of sobriety, maybe the person totally forgot that they did anything with you and they were drunk, so they hooked up with this other person. Or maybe you said something you didn't mean, or maybe you were a little too honest. It can really mess things up. While in high school, even before high school, maybe 8th grade or 7th grade, we had health class where they talked to us about peer pressure. You learn a lot about peer pressure, at least in my school, and they warn us that when we go to parties, there are certain things that people might ask us to do that we don't need to do, such as drinking or smoking weed. Those were the primary examples. And in my time, I've never really actually noticed anyone doing the whole, hey kid, you better to do a shot or you're not cool. No one really does that. In my experience, if you want to be sober, then you can be sober, and if you don't want to, then you don't have to. If the other, if someone asks you if you're drunk, and they're sober, then clearly they're not going to have an issue with your sobriety. And if they're drunk, then they're probably not going to remember anyway, and they definitely won't care. In my experience, usually the stress and pressure come from within. In addition, Snapchat tends to be really conducive to stress and FOMO, or fear of missing out, in the way that if you see people dancing and partying, and a lot of them are clearly not sober, maybe you're going to feel like you didn't do enough with your night, even if you were there and you were sober. Maybe you're going to feel like maybe you just missed out on a ton if you weren't there. And I think that a lot of 
things that appear to be fun aren't actually as fun if you're there in person, but just knowing that you were in a place and you witnessed everything and maybe you're in someone's Snapchat story, which is a thing for you don't if you don't know, Snapchat stories are where you can post a picture and all of the people you're friends with on Snapchat will automatically see it. So a lot of the time if you're at a party, people will post tons and tons of things on their story if just to prove that they were at the party so everyone knows that they have a social life. So I think a lot of the pressure comes from saying, okay, this Saturday I've got to do something with myself. And and I think that can be really stressful because theoretically the point of a party should be to just have fun and hang out with your friends and not care and relax because it's a Saturday night. But I think that when we read into things too much and we analyze it too much and we get ourselves too worked up about it and we let ourselves be fooled by what we see on social media, which as we all know, isn't an accurate representation of what really goes on in people's lives because they only post the things that make them look best. So I think that The more you think about a party and the more you anticipate having a great time and the more you predict what will happen. If you go into a party saying, I'm going to hook up with this person and I'm going to get really drunk and it's going to be really fun like that, then I think most of the time it's not going to end up the way you want it to end up. And I mean, I'm totally, I am not excluded from this. I'm not excluded from expectations and then being bummed out or maybe a party gets shut down before you can even get there. In addition, it's nice to just have been somewhere when things went down. It's nice to say, yeah, I saw that happen. I was in that room. I heard what they said. I can show you a list of things that went down last night if you're curious because it's just nice to know that you were in the loop. And I think that's really kind of at the base of what we all expect is just to say, yeah, I did something with myself. I think that part of what we all want is to be able to say that we had an adventure and we would never say, oh, I'm so glad I was there and I really would never want to be excluded and I'm so glad that you invited me here. But people are very desperate to go places. People go to people's houses way out of their way just to have done something. We're all restless and bored and full of stress to the point where we're willing to go to people's houses where we've never met them before. We don't know half the people there. People make deals and beg all the time just to get into a party. So there you have it. That is my opinion on parties, and I love them. I feel like I was really knocking parties, but I always have a blast. Actually, I don't always have a blast, but I'm still super excited every time I hear about one. And we all know it's always fun to get dressed up and go out and stay out late. So that's it. I had two done withs. Sort of both are stressful, so you can consider it a mash between stressed about and done with. So next up, something I'm obsessed with, which helps me during the week when I don't have a party to go to because I have the joy that is school. So I love listening to podcasts. I'm sure I've talked about this before because I love podcasts so much and I talk about it all the time, which is why this is a good medium for me. (laughs) Um... I like listening to comedic ones. I like listening to more, you know, serious, like, stuff you should know ones. Just anything that I find interesting and distracting because I listen to them on my way to school, in between classes, on the way home, anywhere I'm traveling. I love podcasts and I find they make my life a lot more interesting because there's so much dead time in the morning or at night, whatever it is. Sometimes even when I'm doing homework, but don't tell my mom that. So, a podcast that I've actually been listening to for maybe years now, which sounds bananas, but I'm sure it's true, is Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. It is just great. I love cozy things, and this podcast is just the ultimate cozy podcast. It's basically a panel of somewhere between four and could be six people at any given time. There are three people who are always on the podcast for the most part, and then they have guests. 
And what they do is they talk about not just recent pop culture events, but also maybe tropes or they'll have quizzes with each other or they'll talk about certain genres that they love or that they hate or here's a thing that always occurs in Disney movies. Let's discuss why. Let's discuss what we think of it. And they don't all always have the same opinions. They don't always like the same movies and they all are experts in different fields. So I I love this podcast. I honestly adore it. The people who are on it all seem like they're just the best of friends, love their own things. Some of them are heavily into music or comic books or movies and books. They all just want to share what they love. And I think that's the best thing is when just excited people are excited about things that they love and want to get you to love it too or want to go really in depth about why does this happen in every single movie of this kind or why is this character so common or why do people enjoy watching bad movies so much what did we think of the recent grammys what did we think of this recent sometimes they'll talk about big events that happen like they'll have a mini episode about david bowie when david bowie died for example and discussing you know his legacy and his effect on them and i think it's also great because they really are interested in social issues too not in a not in a way where they necessarily have whole episodes dedicated to just discourse but in a way where for example with the oscars they'll discuss why it's a problem that the oscars just were so white this year or they'll discuss characters of color in you know star wars movies maybe and i just think it's really great to have such a like wholesome podcast that's always there not too serious so that you feel like it's a weight to listen to it, but just serious enough that it's so interesting and lovely and kind. And I just, I love it. I love the energy that comes from it. And in addition, it really helps me discover great things. Every week they talk about, they finish their podcast by saying something that's making them happy that week. And often it'll be books or music or movies or TV shows that I would never have thought to watch or read or listen to that I end up loving. A lot of the music that I love is comes from uh, one of their contributors, Stephen Thompson, who works for music for NPR. And he often shows just the most beautiful music that really like adds to my life. So that's, I just, I'm like eternally grateful to that podcast. Sometimes when I don't really feel like listening to anything. I always know that I can listen to that because it's, it's just the right amount of funny and interesting. And I can scroll back for years ago to listen to their old episodes. And it's equally wonderful as they were at the time and always relevant. So that's a huge, huge shout out to Pop Culture Happy Hour. And I know it's interesting because they're adults and I am a child. <laughs> and so I... I'm sure we have different opinions, but I really tend to agree with them on almost every subject. And I'd almost love to talk to them and see what they think of things that I think about. Because I know that adults and children, I'm sure, think about different aspects of pop culture. And so even though I love their podcast and I listen to it, I just wonder, do they think about things the same way I think about things? I would, I rarely think about movies, for example, and they often talk about movies, which I actually like because it's like... I don't need to see that, and even though I don't see movies because, A, I'm not really a movie person, which maybe I'll talk about on another episode, but I'm not really a movie person, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy their discussion of what makes this movie interesting and how does it relate to that franchise's history or something, but I wonder if I brought up what I find more relevant to my life as a teenager in pop culture, what they would think of that. So that is something I just adore. And another thing that I adore, which is my something funny for the week, is helpmywife.tumblr.com. Now, 
I was trying to show my mom this website and she typed it in Google. She searched it. And what came up was not pleasant. Some inappropriate, rude things came up. So you kind of have to search it into the place where you put like a dot com, not a search. But it is help hyphen my wife dot tumblr dot com t-u-m-b-l-r dot com and it is so sweet and wholesome it is the most adorable website instead of what the name sounds like it would be which is you know complaints about someone's wife like oh my wife made me take out the trash my wife is so annoying it's these sweet loving fake complaints about someone's wife like for example i will read some of them because they're so lovely that everyone needs to hear even if you don't go to the website. The first one on the page right now is help. My wife and I started covering the mirror with flirty post-it notes and it's hard to put on makeup now, but they're so sweet. Or help, my wife makes finger guns at herself every time she looks in the mirror. We have to go. Help, my wife won't stop referring to bananas as nabanas. <laughs> it's just, it is, it is so sweet and there's so much love in this po in this website help my wife bought a thousand piece puzzle and refuses to help me with it help i'm so scared of whatever my wife has planned to fool me today it was posted on april fool's day i just adore this website my mom saw it eleanor saw it my friend saw it and it is so sweet everyone loves it it's so lacking in whininess or those typical things that i feel like come up everywhere which is husbands like oh why did i get married oh marriage is such a burden anyway there's such a trope of married people complaining about being married and just whining about what it is and i mean i'm not <laughs> i am by no means married and i by no means have any clue what it is like to be married but even as a child everywhere everywhere i see things that are just you know man and woman game over or wedding cakes where it's you know the wife dragging the husband to the wedding and so it's really great and really refreshing and just heartwarming to see something that really is so proud and loving and charming and approving and joyful of of being married and having a wife it's just really really sweet and i can't say enough about it i just adore it so i would definitely recommend that helpmywife.tumblr.com. So sweet. So that is it for this week. Wow, I went longer than I normally do, but I guess I had a lot to say. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, and it would also be really great if you would rate and review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened to one or all, or just listened to 30 seconds, either way, thank you. And come back in a week, because who knows what we'll be into in seven days. <laughs>